Welcome to the Finance Cafe, the business podcast for women entrepreneurs that breaks through the money taboo and explores what's behind the numbers. Join your hosts, founders of the Finance Cafe, Shannon Peston and Shauna Frederick, every week as they dive into conversations about business and finance with women entrepreneurs and the experts that support them. With their combined experience in finance and accounting, Shannon and Shauna know financial management is more than numbers, but rather the combination of our lived experience, skills, attitudes, and behaviors, and how these come together to shape the financial decisions we make along our entrepreneurial journeys. It's about uncovering the story of our business, being empowered by our decisions, and unlocking our full potential as entrepreneurs. Here at the Finance Cafe, we're changing the way we talk about finance and empowering women entrepreneurs to see their business in a new light. One story and one number at a time. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Finance Cafe podcast. This week we're diving into the taboo topic on how the fear of failure can ruin your business. Now we say it's a taboo topic, but we want women to be comfortable talking about their failures. And I'll share a little story with our listeners. I was kicked out of university in my second year of university, not something that I'm proud of. And it took nearly 10 years for me to even tell my own mother that I was kicked out. Now in the close to 25 years since then, I did complete my degree through another university. I obtained my CA designation. I joined as a partner of a mid-sized accounting firm in Calgary. I started one business and co-founded another. So I don't tell you this to brag. I tell you this because we should never let our failures define us. So I'm so excited and a little nervous, honestly, to be having this conversation, but I'm grateful to be having this conversation with our special guest, Shar Savizi. Shar is one of the founders of the Fuck Up Nights Calgary chapter. She is a director of development at the University of Calgary, where she gets to work with philanthropists and business leaders to further advance medical research. Her career for the past decade has been focused on the philanthropic landscape of Calgary, where she gets to bring people together on a common platform to accomplish a goal with maximum impact. Shar has graduated from the Haskins School of Business, from the Executive MBA program, and has a BA in communications. She is passionate about education and is constantly in pursuit of adding to her knowledge. On her days off, you can find her with her animals, a glass of wine, listening to a podcast, or reading a book. Welcome, Shar, and thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Hi, Shauna. Thanks so much for having me and very excited to have this conversation and proud of you for starting with sharing your own failure story. (laughs) So, Shar, We know that women are more likely than men to be perfectionists, holding themselves back from answering a question in a group, applying for a new job, asking for a raise, or even negotiating that contract until they're absolutely 100% sure they can predict the income. We also know that women applied for a promotion only when they met 100% of the qualifications, whereas men applied when they met 50%. So I'm curious, when you started Fuck Up Nights, Calgary chapter. Was this something that was in the back of your head? So when we started Fuck Up Nights, we were thinking about it as a very holistic approach. I mean, we thought failure, you know, doesn't, doesn't discriminate. Failure is kind of universal among genders and races and and whatnot. But when we actually started recruiting for our speakers and uh, we recruit four speakers to join us, and share one big uh, or epic failure and uh, lessons that come from it, 
we realized we were getting more no's from women than men. Interesting. Yeah, this was kind of a, a like a trickle down impact of it. So we we actually have a harder time or a more challenging time trying to convince women to join and talk about their failure than men. And this is something we're, we're still struggling with, but something that we're putting more effort. So when we're actually going out, trying to recruit speakers, we, we try to recruit or have a, a bigger prospect list uh, that includes more women because we get more no's actually, believe it or not. That's so interesting that you say that. And, and I'm grateful that we're having this conversation because we do need to make it more comfortable talking about our failures. And I mean, I think you could probably hear my voice quivering in the beginning, even talking about it because it is this, ultimate, you know, whether it's shame or guilt or, or fear that when we talk about our own failures, but again, we can't let our failures define us. And it's, and more importantly, we can learn so much from, from what's happened in the past and we can move forward with that. And I agree. And I think it has to do a little bit with the imposter syndrome that so we're always afraid that someone's going to find out, you know, if we don't talk about our failure, we were kind of protecting ourselves a little, which in fact, it's actually very liberating to start talking about failure. We notice that um, once people start sharing their failure, it's, it's, it connects you, it bonds you to everyone. And it's something we all have in common, but it's, it's very liberating to talk about it. So at your speaker series events, so I understand that you have professionals come up and talk about their failures. So after the conversations get flowing, do you notice the women around the room? Do they start sharing their failures or are they still having this wall up in front of them? No, we notice that more and more people start start sharing their failures, especially the, the younger uh, generation as well that are starting a business or are thinking of starting a business. They get a little bit of courage out of it. And and failure is different for everyone. It's, it's how we define failure. So it's having a, a diverse panel talking about failure um, allows people to kind of look at it in a different mindset as well. Failure for someone could be, you know, as you said, not, not finishing a degree at one university or for someone else is, um, is defined as losing, losing funds or something. So it's, it's very different and having a diverse group talking about failure from, from different perspectives, especially from a female entrepreneurship perspective, um, gives a broader lens to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you think this notion, and you brought up the imposter syndrome, but do you think the notion of, of women being raised in some instances to be perfect? I mean, one of my favorite TED Talks and favorite authors, Reshma Sejoni, talks about teaching us to be brave, not perfect. And I mean, she has her own <laughs> failure story if you watch her TED, TED Talk. Mm-hmm. So do you think this is, this is something that's harder for women compared to men? I think we, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. I think we... Um, from the outside, you can look at one woman such as, you know, yourself and think, oh my gosh, she has it all. She's very successful, but you internally might think, no, I'm not there yet. Right. So um, we, I think that's a great lesson to teach us to be kind of brave and and flipping it on its head. Um, But the imposter syndrome, I think we're harder on ourselves. We have this kind of, I don't know why, maybe it's society and how we're raised and we just can't be satisfied with where we are. We just have to always strive for perfection. And I, and I see that just mothers do it, uh, career driven women do it, all kinds of 
women that I see are, are they're never ever satisfied with where they are and just kind of stopping and taking a breath and saying I'm enough. Oh, that's so true. And I think it's also, it's easier to focus on our failures to, than to celebrate our successes. I just said it when I was talking about after I got kicked out of university, what I accomplished. And I had to preface that with, I'm not bragging. <laughs> yeah. So it's so much easier to, and to think about, and I think the, you know, our, our own internal failures, what we view as failures, we can overanalyze and and replay those in our head. And for me, what I find sometimes if I'm, if I'm having those moments of doubt or I have to self-reflect and for me, I have to write it down because oftentimes when I put pen to paper and talk about, okay, here's all the failures it's one or two failures, but I'm spinning it in my head so much that it turns into a whole bunch mm-hmm. <laughs> versus if we start to write down, here's some of the successes that I went through and here's some of the wins that the one side gets to be a lot longer if we allow ourselves to actually go through it. So I don't know if, if you've seen the same thing either with yourself or with your fuck up nights, global movement and the speaker series. So one thing we tried to focus on is actually not, not the success, but it's the, the lessons and um, seeing failure as a stepping stone to the next phase. So we always get, we, we try to celebrate the failures in a way that it led to something. So it's really actually good to write down your failures, but looking at it from a lens of like, well, what did this lead to? To try to see it and change your perspective of it being a negative thing to just kind of a, a learning lesson and, and I guess a gate into maybe a new way of thinking or rethinking things, right? So not necessarily balancing it out with, you know, I lost money here, but I gained money here saying, well, when I lost money here, what lesson did I learn or what did I change in my, in my approach? So it's a little bit of a self-analyzation and digesting that failure a little bit. I love that. I love, you know, that whole, let's, let's make our, our failures something to celebrate. And I remember you and I had the opportunity to be on the board of the famous five together. And we used to do workshops with young girls through various organizations in Calgary. And we talked to the girls about the acronym fail. And we used to go through the acronym fail as first attempt in learning. And I love that because it is. So it didn't work this time. What did we learn from it? And how can we move forward to the, to the next attempt? Yeah, exactly. It's all about the mindset. And, and one thing we see from our speakers is, and this is very fascinating, when we ask them to, to join us and talk about their failure, all of them, almost all of them say, well, I don't think I've really failed. And we say, no, no, we're pretty sure you have. <laughs> so once we start talking about it, you can tell that the successful entrepreneurs don't see failure as failure. That's why they say, oh, I don't really think I failed. They don't put that heavy label on it. And when we say, well, you know, did this happen to you? Here's an example of failure. Say, oh yeah, of course that happened to me, but I don't see it as failure. So it's it's the mindset that they have about it, which is really fascinating. And, and, and that's what we're trying to teach through, through this platform. And is it mostly your male speakers that come back with say, well, I haven't really failed. Are they seeing it more as a learning opportunity compared to the women entrepreneurs that you're talking to? Actually, this most recent when we had a female entrepreneur say that she said, I don't think I failed. And I think it's at that level, it's, it doesn't necessarily become male or female at that level of just being a serial entrepreneur. You're just a serial entrepreneur. You're that's just your mindset. So I don't think it's, you see that gap once you've made it to that level of kind of, you have multiple businesses, one shuts down another one restarts. Once you're in that cycle, I don't, I don't see that gender gap there, to be honest. 
Interesting. Do you see it more at the at the startup phase? Absolutely. You see it 100% at the startup phase and women being a little bit more afraid that they're going to their mask is going to fall off, right? If they admit to a failure and and maybe their investors are going to look at them differently or maybe they're um, they're going to look at themselves differently. So it's, 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 it has a lot to do with the confidence and it's just kind of, you know, once you've done it a bunch of times at that entrepreneurial level, you're just so much more comfortable with it. You definitely do see that gender gap a lot more in terms of how they look at failure. Interesting. And what have you seen or what have you heard throughout your speaker series on how the fear of failure is impacting some of those startup businesses or even some of those later stage businesses? The fear of failure, it delays everything. It has a lot to do with with regret. I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, I wish I wasn't so afraid and I would have done this sooner. So it holds a lot of people back. And that's what we end up seeing. I think that would be the, the biggest thing, that fear of failure. And then again, it's the it's the mindset around it and how how much burden, how much focus they put on on failure versus kind of the actual big picture. I love the mindset piece. We've been talking a lot about money mindset at the finance cafe. And I think this can it's can add on to it because the money mindset and the fear mindset, both of those key items, if we don't have a clear understanding on how we think or how we perceive something, it can impact our business, right? It might even keep, you know, somebody from even starting a business, which is, which is terrifying (laughs) when you think about it, because you can have this great idea and all these great resources, but this fear of taking that, that one step, because we want to play it safe. Absolutely. And And it just has to do with just doing it, just start. A lot of people put so much, you know, effort into, well, before I start, I need to, you know, get a coach or I need to take this course. I need to do that course. And when you look at these entrepreneurs that have made it, they just do it. They just start. <laughs> yeah, they're fearless about it. And another thing about it is that a lot of people think um, being an entrepreneur is easy. You have to also have very realistic expectations about, about this kind of industry and this path of career. You can be entrepreneurial and that takes the pressure off. Maybe you say, you know, let's start, let's take baby steps and become entrepreneurial in some of the aspects of my work and not let go of this comfort that I'm used to um, before jumping into this whole, you know, I'm an entrepreneur because there are no training wheels once you're an entrepreneur. Um, We actually had one speaker. He has such a great story. Adam Thompson. He's the founder of Friday Socks and his failure story was naming his company Friday Socks. He said, when I wanted to become an entrepreneur, I thought every day is going to be a Friday. That's why I'm going to call my company Friday Socks. (laughs) Back at it, it should have been Monday Socks because every day is like a Monday. I have no weekends. I have no vacation. And I think that puts it into great perspective of what an entrepreneurial life is and just being realistic about it. That's such a great story. And I love that because it's true. Not, not everyone can be an entrepreneur, but if you have sort of those circles that you can talk to other entrepreneurs about what it's like, and also just setting yourself up from the beginning to say, okay, these are my expectations. And because I'm a numbers person, I'll always go back to the numbers on what do I need out of my business to have the lifestyle that I need personally and ensuring you can meet that because otherwise it, it could very much be a Monday sock story where, you know, you're, you're just, you're just grinding it out. Oh, that's too funny. So going back to even the fear of, of even potentially starting a business. So you work at the, at the university as director of development. So you work with, you know, some, some amazing individuals. So 
I think about even fear coming out of there, because I think if that fear, if you're minimizing the innovation that's coming out of it, the advancements that we're making in medical research, that'd be detrimental. Oh, absolutely. I think researchers are a great example of how to manage failure. <laughs> they, they're in, most of their work is trying and failing, trying and failing. And, but it's just part of the job and they don't look at it that way. They just have, you know, their um, mind on the end goal and they keep pushing forward. I mean, if they stopped uh, after a few attempts of failing, medical advancement would, would hinder. We wouldn't be where we are today. So, you know, we're very lucky in a way that all these researchers have such a great mentality about failure. They're almost like athletes. Athletes are the same way. It's just there's no other option. I mean, that's just, that's just the way of life for them. Mm -hmm. And we talk about comparison a lot too, right? Comparison being the thief of joy. So if we're constantly comparing ourselves to somebody else, you pointed it out earlier that you look at an entrepreneur and think, oh, they've got it all together. They're so successful, but what's underneath the covers that, that that particular person isn't sharing. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and that is one of the reasons we started this chapter to talk about failure and it's also to talk about those days that you're crying in the corner by yourself and not being able to tell your family and not being not being able to relate to your friends and um, dealing with a whole new set of problems because you're an entrepreneur. So we we also make sure that some of our speakers focus on the emotions that come from failure and we don't just walk by it because it's important to to show that hey, we all have those few days where we are hard on ourselves. It, it's not just, you know, oh, we failed, let's jump back up and, you know, read a quote about it and say, oh, it's going to lead to success. We're all going to feel pretty crappy about it. We're human. It's okay to feel that, but it's after the first few days. It's not getting stuck in that hole. That's when you need to change your change your thinking about it. And that is exactly the moment where it it differentiates kind of a successful person from someone that just kind of gets stuck. It's like, how do you move on from that failure? So what advice would you give for somebody that's stuck in that second or third day of I'm sitting in the corner still? Like, how can we, how can we embrace our failures? I think it's about asking the right questions when it happens. It's all about going back and analyzing it and asking, well, what did I learn from this? What would I do differently? And just accepting that it happened. It's, it's happened and it's, knowing it's not going to be the last time. Okay. You know, have a few days, cry about it, write about it, <laughs> drink your bottle of wine, but <laughs> don't linger. Do not linger and just get back up and move forward one step at a time and change your mind frame around it. Start asking better questions versus just saying, oh, I should have known better, or I should have done this differently. Okay. Well, you should have done this differently. How? Go to the details, go to get very specific and build a little bit of a framework around that. I love that. Asking the whys. It's yeah. why, why did this happen? What could I have done differently? You know, who can I talk to? When we think about potentially pitching to, to a funder. If you get turned down for the funding, go back and ask them, what could I have done differently? Right. There's all they can say is, well, you know, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna give you the feedback. And what can you do with that feedback? You're going to learn from it. Absolutely. And, and even start Googling uh, famous failures. It will make you feel better about your failure. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. And how to get over it. And you, you start to understand, you know, other people have failed epically and compared to your failures. It, it might make you feel better and, and know that there is hope at the end of the tunnel. 
<laughs> I love that. Googling epic failures. That's fantastic. So Shar, tell me a little bit more about Fuck Up Nights YYC and what you guys are doing to normalize talking about failures. So Fuck Up Nights YYC has been around for almost three years. We have four events a year. Um, I mean, during COVID, we're over Zoom, but right now we're going back in, into person events. We recruit speakers from all kinds of industries, from you know the culinary industry, anywhere to the oil and gas industry. And we try to have a very diverse group of people as well from, from uh, different genders to different ages and to different areas of entrepreneurship. So we have very young startups to very, very successful CEOs of companies. And they all come and speak for 10 minutes about one epic failure that changed the trajectory of their business, essentially. We have speakers that talk about, you know, how hiring the wrong person really changed the dynamic of, a, of their company that they see as a failure or hiring, not hiring the right person or, you know, a pipe breaking and leaking diesel uh, in downtown Calgary and some just very different ranges of, of failure. And they come and speak and we have a great event around it where people you know, have a few drinks, have food, and we try to highlight local businesses as much, as much as we can. And the conversation that organically happens among our audience is amazing. People start talking about failures to each other. I mean, people come in not trying to show off, not trying to pretend they're someone else. Everyone is very humble in a way when they come to a fuck up nights event because We've all failed and we admit that. That's why we're all there. And we come from a very, A, they accepted the event name. So they must have some <laughs> sense of humor to them and uh, creativity. So it, it's it's a really fun event and conversations that come after the speakers are courageously sharing their failures is one of my favorite parts of the event. It's when the audience starts sharing and the random conversations that happen. Or after a few weeks, we get emails from people having changed something about their business based on a, on a, a speech they heard. So, Oh, I love that. So if we have a woman entrepreneur out there who wants to talk about her failure, which I would encourage her to, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, they can find us on our website at fuckupnights.com Calgary, or just through Instagram, fuckupnightsyyc. We have a form that they fill out and they share a little bit about their failure. And we are always fascinated to read these stories and we put them in a lineup uh, based on how they complement other speakers failure stories for future events we're always looking for speakers specifically female speakers as well and yeah i highly encourage them to step forward it's liberating a lot comes out of it and they inspire other female entrepreneurs and uh, business leaders i love that and i would again encourage all of our women entrepreneur listeners to reach out to char because fear can really hold us hostage and keep us from chasing our dreams so you need to get out there and talk about it embrace it and learn from it because we can all learn from our failures char do you have any other tips or advice for women entrepreneurs listening today on how they can get past their fear of failure? Talking about it, I think it's it's a very lonely career path. A lot of entrepreneurs are focused on, you know, their what's next for them. They're always kind of pivoting in their ideas and it can get pretty lonely. Your family and friends may not understand the entrepreneurial journeys. So I think just talking about it with another entrepreneur, finding a circle of entrepreneurs to, to discuss it and pass ideas around or even joining events such as fuck up nights would, would really help with this kind of feeling of 
being alone and, and it's just you against the world and how are you going to make this company work or, or scale it up and take it to the next level. So my advice would be, yeah, talking and sharing. Oh, thank you, Shar, so much. I've absolutely loved this conversation. And I think the biggest takeaway for me is I love the fact that you guys celebrate failures. So we take our failure, we celebrate it. We think about it as a stepping stone to the next phase. How can we learn from what's happened? Let's celebrate that failure as opposed to, you know, sitting in the corner for too long, <laughs> overanalyzing it and really take us to the next phase. So thank you so much for sharing your experiences and tell our guests one more time, where can they find Fuck Up Nights? So Fuck Nights is exactly how you spell it. Fuck Up Nights YYC. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and you can just Google us. There's also great uh, videos from our past events as well. If you Google fuck up nights, YYC or fuck up nights, Calgary, it gives you a little bit of perspective of what to expect for future events. And we would love to have you there. Thank you so much, Shar. And again, all of our women entrepreneurs out there, I encourage you to reach out to Shar if you'd like to share some of your failure success stories. Thank you so much, Shar, for such a great conversation and giving our listeners such great tools on how they can deal with their fear of failure. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. As a reminder, you can visit us at thefinancecafe.ca. Here you'll find our financial literacy quiz that you can take. You'll learn all about our online financial literacy program, a self-directed seven-module program to help increase your financial literacy. I look forward to having you join us for another episode next week. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Finance Cafe podcast. Want to dig deeper? As a valued listener, we'd love to offer you an exclusive discount to our financial literacy program. Use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off. Visit thefinancecafe.ca to join or to take our free financial literacy quiz. We would be so grateful if you could show some love for your favorite financial podcast Just like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you are listening from and help other listeners like you connect with us. See you again next week on the Finance Cafe Podcast.